Oh, okay. Let's start off with the nugget this morning. Your seed. Your seed is the greatest tool. Your seed is the greatest tool to transform a life. Think about that for a moment. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. Thank you, Lord, that you give us insight, Father God. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Since this is Father's Day, we will attack the Father. No, we will uphold the fathers. <laughs> Most of us have seen the, the uh, military uh, service recruit uh, poster with Uncle Sam pointing his finger out at you, right? And at the bottom of the poster, it says in bold letters, looking for a few good men. Amen. Uncle Sam is looking for the best for his military. And God is looking for the best Amen. for his children. And God has uh, some pre prerequisites also. Um, prerequisites. I can't get these words out. A prerequisite. <laughs> I get it out first time. Of being a good father, being a godly man, functioning as a man, taking responsibility as man, thinking like a man, acting like a man, working like a man, all follow, fall into this category. So if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 22. That's the book of Matthew, the 22nd chapter. And we'll look at verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That's the first prerequisite to being a good dad. Actually, being a good person all the way around. But we're speaking of dads today. Um, this leads to being a good father or a good mom. Good individual. Um, one will not be a good father until one has fulfilled this directive. Um, it's almost a dying art today uh, in the world, uh, being a good dad. Uh, there's not too many good dads around anymore. Uh, somehow we lost them. Um, but thank God, just like the advertisement says, we're looking for a few good dads, okay? And, there, and there's more than a few with us right here. Amen. Glory to God. Um, so we're going to look at some good men's characteristics. And they begin with Proverbs chapter 3. That's Proverbs chapter 3. Let's look at a characteristic of a, a dad or an individual that loves God. That's Proverbs chapter 3. Beginning with verse 5. 
It's Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and, with, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's what each and every individual needs to do, especially a dad. Um, we need men who have learned to lean on the Lord. A dad needs to learn to lean on the Lord because there's situations and circumstances that will come up that needs to be corrected. And he can only, the Lord can only give the answer. Um, so we need to, with this Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we need to begin, continue, and, every, and end every work, purpose, and plan with God. Our self-sufficiency and our self-confidence uh, to live independently, uh, which is a lot of people do, and without God in the world is the ruin of mankind, and it's a ruin of every dad or father. So we can't be self-confident or self-sufficient and independent of God. We always have to rely upon God. Amen. Glory to God. So now let's turn to uh, the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8, Dan has to recognize this. For by, verse 8, Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So a father should recognize that it's all God. It's, it's not him. Amen. Glory again. Um, unfortunately, as, as men, we like to control things. Oh, I didn't hear one amen out there. We want to, by controlling things, we want to make things happen, okay? And Matthew, let's go to Matthew. What happens when we control things? In Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. We're going to look at verse 3. Matthew 18, 3. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, we need to be like children before the Lord to learn. Amen. That solves our dilemma of being having, having to want to control. We have to come before the Lord as a child and learn as a child. Glory to God. Um, because we are supposed to raise our children in the admonition of the Lord. Okay. So, another characteristic of, of, of a man we should look at is found in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And you want to find the 40th chapter. That's Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 
This is where we gain our strength. Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young man shall utterly fall. Well, there, there we are. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's how we get our strength, men. We wait upon the Lord. Get his direction. You know, I, know, I know this is direct towards the men, but women, you can hold on to some of these scriptures too because they will bring you success in life. Okay. So there are a lot of opportunities to fail, but learning to lean on the Lord will set things in order. And as we hear, you see here, wow, glory to God. So, what's another thing that we need to do? Let's go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. And the man is the breadwinner. Glory to God. Hallelujah, the women say. <laughs> but, but oftentimes... Uh, Again, men, um, we try hardest on our own and we fail. I mean, we might be, uh, we feel responsible, but we need to look further than ourselves. As we have already seen, we need to lean on the Lord. Philippians 4 and 19 says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So again, it's, it's calling upon the Lord in and whatever job you have, since you're the breadwinner, or women, if you're the breadwinner in the home, whatever job you have, you need to look to the Lord. He will provide. He give, he's the one that gives you the promotion. He's the one that gives you the raises and pay. You say, well, I'm at the top. You can say, well, I'm at the top of my pay raise, and nobody else is, you know, they're not going to give me. Well, you're cutting yourself off. There are, there's other ways to get finances besides your job. Give, and shall be given unto you. Press down, running over. Shall men shall give unto you. So it's going to come. Nobody's ever gave me any money. Well, have you got any some coupons? You know, I've, when I get in the store, often, oftentimes a lot of people have coupons. That's a blessing for people. It is. I mean, you, sometimes you go to a store and all of a sudden they got a sale and it's something that you've been wanting and it's down 50%. Are you going to walk by and pay the full, you know, absorbent? No. That God is working with you. They say, well, I just got enough to do it. Thank the Lord. He's providing that need. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So ultimately, we must see ourselves in God's hands. He provides. Glory to God. Now, let's go, since we're in the New Testament, let's go to James chapter 1. Unfortunately, uh, a 
A lot of people don't do this one. They say we, the first scripture we looked at was we were supposed to love the Lord with all our heart, and then we found out in, in Proverbs 3 that uh, we're supposed to lean and trust on him. Um, we need to have soundness of mind. Men, we, have, we need to have soundness of mind. We can't be flaky or wishy-washy, wavering. So that means we need to look at verse 5. If you lack wisdom, that's James 1, 5. If you, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to men liberally and unbreakably, not, and it shall be given unto him. Look at that. There, there's two prayers that are answered immediately. This one and the salvation. Call upon the Lord and you shall, you shall be saved. Those are two that are answered immediately. Because with that wisdom, he wants you to progress. And with salvation, he wants you to welcomes you into the family. So all of us have the number one. Welcome to this into the family, but how many are, are, are how many of us are operating in the second promise here? Oh boy, we, we come against, against something at, at work, or, or I say, where, where am I going to get the answer to this thing? Well, let me see. I could. Well, I'll call up Whitney. She knows all about this. Stuff on these computers, I'll call her. Hey, call upon the Lord. Now, you know, some of us, oh, that's pretty heavy. Well, he'll give you ways of finding it out. Or you, you might have to call somebody that they'll give you a jump start. And once you get that jump start, you go on. What, it's just like school. You get a jump start. Get in the class. Your mom hits you in the bottom and get in that room there. And you're... This is your first day of school. Anybody ever had that? You ever remember back that far? Going to school, and you didn't want to go in. Oh, I'm going, I'm going. You had that, you needed that jump start for that education. And you didn't stop there. I hope you didn't stop there. But you, you took that initial push to get an education through those individuals that were teaching you and leading you. Amen. We need to thank our teachers. Thanks our moms and dads for just giving us that. Board of Ed, applied to board education, moving us forward. Amen. And some of us had it more than others. The board of education it is. I'm talking <laughs> So, thank God they are good men. A few good men, as we started out, that will set things in order. That will follow God's direction. Okay. Okay, now the second thing that we, we're going to look at in the characteristic of a man. Or, I'll put it at humans, alright. Everybody, let's go to uh, the book of Galatians. Now, this is pretty hard. 
on everybody, this one. Especially for the guys. Galatians chapter 5. Oops, I got to get... Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. A good man will walk in the Spirit. He, a good man will learn to lead his flesh, not his flesh lead him. We shouldn't let our flesh lead us around, you know. I shouldn't, when I walk by that, that donut shop, I shouldn't be just pulled in there by my flesh. Yeah. Just one donut hole. No, I should be, I should be able to control myself. Especially when it comes, you know, all, how, many of us, how many of you have ever made a uh, New Year's resolution and have followed it out through the year. <laughs> now we usually make a, uh, we try to make a new resolution to make ch a better change in us. But guess what? The flesh just loves to do its old thing. We start, we start off good oftentimes. You know, two days into it, I'm doing well on my diet. Three days, uh, I just messed up a little bit, you know, if it's diet, you know, I'm using something, some, you know, easy. Well, not easy, but, you know, something that, that we are uh, acquainted with, some of us. Some of you are perfect out there. <laughs> okay, now let's go back to, uh, we're still in Galatians. So we have to lead our flesh, control our flesh, walk in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 2. We have to realize this. All of us need to realize this. And especially a man since he is supposed to be the head of the house, right? Verse 20. Galatians 2, 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, I like the second and the next verse. I do not frustrate the grace of God. Let's not frustrate the grace of God by allowing the flesh to control us any longer in our walk. We must learn to lead our flesh or our flesh will lead us. Okay? Overcoming the flesh is only possible with the Lord. On our own we can do nothing. And there's a scripture that says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. We need to find the Lord on all things, right away. And if we would go to the Lord all the way on, on the, when things first erupt, we wouldn't have the problems we have. Uh, we're always trying to do it our way. Find out what God's way is first. Okay. Okay, Ephesians, let's go back to the book, book of Ephesians chapter 5 this time. Ephesians chapter 5. As a man, we need to learn to lead our families. 
Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Glory to God. Headship is not being the big boss. Okay? It's a loving relationship. Oh, glory to God. See, God, God, in the word of God, it says, God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't see a man. He doesn't see a woman. He sees an individual. Amen? So you're equal. Husband and wife are equal. Glory to God. The hardest thing for a man is to be a good husband and a good father. Because you have to have a, a good leadership. Now let's look at a couple of people that could not handle this. Let's go all back to the Old Testament. And you want to find 1 Samuel chapter 3. And 1 Samuel chapter 3. Glory to God. Verse 13, Eli is the, the high priest and he has a couple of sons, okay? And all you dads that have, uh, you know, all, every, every dad, every mom that has sons and daughters, you're proud of them. Amen? Let's look what, what the Lord says here in verse 13. That's uh, 1 Samuel 3, 13. For I have told him that I will judge his house for the iniquity which he knoweth. Because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. Wow, here's the father. He's the high priest. He, he man, or he handles or manages the temple and all the things that go in it and, and the proper order. And he does that right. Except he doesn't do that with his children. That's terrible. That's failing fatherhood. Glad we don't have anybody like that. Glory to God. Now let's turn to, uh, let's look at another father. Uh, 1 Kings. In 1 Kings chapter 1. Okay, here we go with these names again, so I'm going to give them new names. <laughs> First Kings chapter 1, we will look at verse 5 and 6. Then Ananijah, the son of Haggai, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared him chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. And his father had not displeased him at any time, saying, Why hast thou done so? As he also was a very godly, uh, godly man, his mother bare him after Absalom. So we see here, David knew how to run his kingdom, but he didn't know how to run his, his family. He did not manage his family. He, both these families that we talked about, Eli and David's family, were what we call dysfunctional. 
Everybody was doing their own thing. The kids were doing their own thing. We're supposed to train a child in the way he shall go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. But they were not even training their kids right. And they were in leadership in the church and in the kingdom. We've got to learn to do things God's way. In every area. Not just not being just a priest. Or put it this way. Not just on your job. You do everything good on your job. You are getting high accolades. You're getting rewards for it. But when you go home, the family's dysfunctional. What, what's good, what good is the accolades when your family's going to pot? Yeah, you know, Some kids are strong-willed. I got one at home right now. I told Benjamin, come out of that house. He wouldn't come out. I told him, come on out. Get out of that house, get over here. He stayed in this house over there. I, had to, I picked up the house, I shook it like that. He still wouldn't come out. No, that's, that's the way you look with some kids. They have a rebellious attitude. And it says you need to apply the Board of Education. Oh, you can't do it today. Well, unfortunately, that's why we have all, all this trash running around. And it goes back not only to this generation, it goes back a few generations because we have allowed our children as Christians to do the world. We did, did it the world's way. This is what Dr. Spock says. You send them in the corner. You get us. You know. Or you talk to them. Well, they're not listening. <laughs> go stand in the corner. Or you go sit down in the corner. What are they thinking? I'll go over there, but I'm standing. You know. When we don't do it God's way, things fall apart. Hey, the same with, you know, with the teacher. The teacher teacher at, at school, she says, I want you to do the problems this way. Solve it this way. Do it this way. And the kids don't do it. You know, what kind of grade... I, I hate to say this. What kind of grade, back in my day, if the child did not do the problem and did, uh, get the right answer, what kind of grade would that child expect to get? F. Failure. Today, if the kid doesn't do it, they pass them on. Give it to somebody else. What good does that do? It's not following the instruction. If they, if they follow the instructions the teacher did, said, the child will be right. But we don't follow the instructions. We don't follow, you know, for the, for the teachers, sometimes we do it. But in God's word, we don't do it at all. A lot of people do it all. Well, that's, that's for that's arcade. That's not modern. That's, you know, that's child abuse. And that abuse goes to everything now. I mean, you get somebody trying to do their job and it's abusive. I hate to say it, the police officers now, 
I said, police brutality. Tell them to stand back, get, you know, get out, you know, don't crowd this thing. And the, and the people push. And then when the officers have to use some kind of restraint, police brutality, they want to sue, you know. Now the guys have to wear cameras. A lot of them guys are wearing cameras around the nation. Showing that they're not abusing their power, but doing it right. But, you know, what was before the cameras put on? <sighs> wow. Shows you what lopsided things we got here. Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's go to verse 20. Proverbs 4, 20. Look what the dad is saying. My son, my daughter, Attend to my words, incline thy ears to my saying, let them not depart from thy eyes, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life to them that find them, and health to, to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Glory to God, hallelujah. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thy eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids, uh, eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path on thy feet. And let thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. What great instructions. Godly fathers are a few. Because they'll follow, they'll follow the rule book. This is our rule book. Can't say, well, you know, today you can't spank your kids. I shake your cage, yeah. Well, no, I did put, apply the, my hand to the bottom of Benjamin's backside, but, you know. But you need to, we need to be, Take, these, take the rules that God has given us as parents and be responsible. Be responsible. On, the jo on your job, you are responsible for what you're called to do. You're supposed to go, go on your job, clock in if you clock in. And then at, at, at a certain time, take your coffee break or a cooler break or whatever it is. And not be there two hours, and then you return, and say, you know, and then at the end of the week expect a full paycheck. That's what you do. A lot of people do. Oh boy, oh boy. We need to learn to follow instructions. Not only give instruction, but follow instructions. Oh, might be rattling some more cages here. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Uh-oh, now we're getting to things. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. What is a father to do here? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse, beginning with verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass, a tingling cymbal, 
And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand the mysteries and all knowledge, through, uh, though I have faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and have not given my, uh, and give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Parents, we need to have love. Men, we need to have love. Operate in love. It's sometimes difficult. You say, well, you don't know the kids I have. Well, talk to Laurel. She, she handles 40, 50 kids a day. How does she? She, she does it in love. You have to. Otherwise, the parents will take them out. You have to. We have to. <laughs> okay. First Corinthians chapter 16. That's First Corinthians chapter 16. Verse 22. I'm going to read it from the Amplified this time. If anyone does not love the Lord, does not have a friendly affection for him, and is not kindly disposed towards him, he shall be accursed. Our Lord will come. Maranatha. We need to love. Amen. It says we need to love the Lord. If you love the Lord, you follow his precepts. You follow his, his divine order. His instructions. Amen? Amen. Men ought to love. Learn to love their families. Oh boy. This means that your effort will be will be make. Pardon me. This means that your effort will be to make the object of your your love happy, secure, and comfortable. To seek the welfare and happiness of the entire family is to be your constant goal. Let me read that again. To seek the welfare and happiness of the entire family is to be your constant goal. You, you have become the loving, you must become the loving, willing master servant of your family. You are to lead by example, promote, instill, and introduce the doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ to your family. Without doing, you know. I know uh, some kids have, have been raised in a family, a Christian family. They get out and they, they uh, get married, but they didn't, didn't follow through and they, and they raise their family. And their families are dysfunctional. We can't have dysfunctional families. A Christian family should not be dysfunctional. We need to begin to correct it. It may, you may say, well, it's going to take a long time. Well, it takes a long time to turn, turn a boat around. You know? Let's go to um, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. All the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6.
Deuteronomy chapter 6. Okay, this is, we're talking about the family here now. Let's go to verse 5 because uh, that's chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, chapter, uh, beginning with verse 5. And in a roundabout, we already saw, saw this. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your, your, your mind, your heart, and with all your entire being and with all your might. That sounds like what we read what Jesus said. Verse 6, and these, are, and these words which I am commanding you this day shall be first in your own minds and hearts, then, whoops, then you shall have, you shall wet the, and sharpen them as like them as to make them penetrate. Am I in the right spot? Yeah. And teach and impress them diligently upon the minds and the hearts of your children. And walk and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand upon, and thou, and, and thou shalt be as frontlets or forebands between thy eyes. You shall write them upon the door doorpost of your house and your gates. Wow. That's what the what that's what the parent does. That's what the that's what the Jewish parents do. They're supposed to and those are, are the the Orthodox Jews do that. They 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 have the signs and the all that type of stuff. And their children don't stray that often. But you could be like Eli or David and have dysfunctional things, but the majority, majority of times they are following through. We need to follow through. Okay, let's... Uh, and that job is a 24-7, okay? Okay. Um, true love, true worship, and true holy principles come from the heart. So look at, look at the duties, just looking at that little verse of scripture there. Let's see what the duties of the parents are. Love God wholeheartedly. You teach your children. Love God wholeheartedly. Have God's word in your heart. Teach them diligently to the children. Talk to them when they're sitting in the house, walking by the way, lying down and rising up. Bind them for a sign upon thy hand and on their forehead. Well, that's what three by five cards are good for. Okay, write them on the door, post, and the gates. So I know some of you, when you walk, we walked in your homes, you have signs, you know, up there. For me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. You have other scriptures there. That's good because people see it. Okay, and it's good because they they're obedient to it. What has happened in our schools? They've taken the Ten Commandments out. They don't know what's right and wrong anymore. And what was the, st the stupidity of, of our Supreme Court? They said, well, if they read them, they might do them. So, it says, thou shalt not kill. What do we find in, our, in many schools today? They're, they're killing people. Thou not, shalt not steal. What are they doing? They're stealing out there. They're, they're doing everything because it's not written before them. They can't read them. We can't have it because they might follow the instructions. That is the most stupid blank. Okay. 
Remember the Lord and serve him in prosperity and success. Look at this. Remember the Lord and serve him in prosperity and success. Pros what does God say, say here? He didn't say about failure. Right. He's saying that you will be prosper Amen. and be successful. Amen. God already has a plan for each and every one of us, for our children, to be prosperous and successful. Amen. He said, Keep, have them remember that I made them this way. So when you forget about that, they lose their prosperity. Okay, Fear the Lord and serve him. Fear the Lord and serve him. Detest idols. Refrain from tempting God. Diligently keep the commandments and testimonies and statutes. Do that which is right and good in the sight of God and man. That, that, that's that what we just read in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. That's, that's a synopsis of that thing. Okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Got to hurry. Ephesians chapter 5. Men, glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5. You know, unfortunately, there's not too, there's a lot of young people that are in homes today that don't have dads. And we need to pray for, that, for the, the mom. Or it might be the opposite way too. There might be just the mom there. You know, we need to pray for the mom, dads, to get things right. Okay, uh, let's, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25 again. Husband loves your wives, even as Christ has also loved the church, and he gave himself for it. Amen. Whoa, glory to God. Well, church. We need to get our kids in church. Yeah. You don't go up to a kid, are we going to go to church today? Yeah. Yeah. You going to put any clothes on today? <laughs> Do we ask that of the kids? Why you ask them if you want to go to church? You take them to church. There's some, well, I've heard of some parents say, well, when they get old enough, they can make a decision for themselves. That is not the way to train up a child. And when that child gets older, they are nuts. They are just like the rest of the world, dysfunctional. You take that child to church. Do you ask the child, where do we eat today? Oh, once in a while you can say, okay, where would you like to go? Oh, I like to go to McDonald's. I want to go in and out and that type of stuff. But mainly, who makes the decision there? Yeah, yeah, I hope the parent. They just might want to stop as a donut shop all the time. You know what I'm saying? You've got to have a balance. You allow them to have some 
some input because as they get older, you're going to want them to get some input because you're going to be able to train them and direct them correctly. And a lot of them, parents don't watch who their children are playing with. You've got to find out what the ch their playmates are like. You know what that kid, the, the neighbor kids has? When you find out if it's a good kid, well, you let, the, let them continue. If the kids, the kids are rotten and, 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 and the other kids are rotten and rebellious and your kid begins to go around them, cut the ties. Because if they get in, get in bad company, usually a person will go... To, go down to the lowest denominator. They don't go up to the highest denominator. They'll go down to the lowest denominator. This is your children's lives you're talking about. Glory to God, hallelujah. Okay. So we need fellowship. Church, get them in the church. The best people are in the church. It should be anyway, I'll put it that way. Let's go to Matthew chapter, uh, pardon me, not Matthew, but Isaiah. But back to the book of Isaiah, and we want to go to the 43rd chapter. That's Isaiah chapter 43. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Look at verse 4. That's Isaiah chapter 43, 4. From the Amplified. Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and because I love you, I will give you men in return for you and the peoples in exchange for your life. In other words, God is wanting us to give us the best. Amen. That's right. He's wanting it. And we need to want the best for our children. And what's the best? Get them into church. We're talking about church right now. Get them into fellowship. We need to love church. I don't want to go. Hello. Okay, now let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Okay, she says the promise. In Isaiah 43. 43 what? Um, well, that starts with uh, 4 down to 6. 4 through 6. Okay, just hold your spot there. Okay, let's start with uh, verse 4 again. Uh, 43 through 6. Okay. Because thou art precious in my sight and honored and, be, and because I love you I will give men in return for you and people in exchange for your life. Fear not for I am with you. I will bring your offsprings from the east where they were dispersed and gathered from the west and I will say to the north give up and to the south keep not, uh, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the, the ends of the earth. Glory to God. 
You said through number eight? No, I said. Everyone, <laughs> even everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, I have made. Glory to God. So God is wanting us to, to get it together. Amen. Notice he said, I'll bring you back what, uh, from the north, south, east, and west. What is he going to bring you back to? Him. And where at that time, everybody thought he was lo located at the temple. Come back to the temple. Okay, He's saying, come back. Congregate at the church. Three times a year, the, the Jews were to meet in Jerusalem at the temple. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We, we need to know that. God's, it says uh, in Hebrews, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves as you see the day quickly approaching. We're in that day. Glory to God. God's going to put a hook in her jaw and draw them in. Okay. But you got to believe in, the, uh, in, in that, you know. You know. I know all of us, I'm not going to say all of us, but some of us have sown wild oats, quote unquote, when we were young. I'm glad we're not out there any longer. <laughs> glad I was reeled back in. And I tell you what, I got real back in, and guess what? <laughs> I did it again. I strayed. That backslid. Glad he pulled me back in. I ain't going to go out there anymore. I learned my lesson. All right. <laughs> so, if you got young ones out there that's floundering, keep on praying. Say, Lord, hook, set that hook in them and draw them back home. Amen. That goes for anybody else, you know, family members. Doesn't have to be your children. Okay, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter twelve. Got to hurry. Oh, just about about the right time. Matthew chapter twelve, verse fifty. For who shall? Verse fifty. For whosoever shall say shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my Brother, my sister, and my mother. Glory to God. So we need to know that we are in the family together as we do God's word, okay? And John chapter 15. Okay. John chapter 15. We want to look at verse 5. Jesus speak, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. We need to know that as a parent, because we've got to rely upon him that we will bear fruit, and that fruit is the fruit of our loins and our children. We need to bring them in. Have them become courageous and bold in the Lord. Amen. We need to get connected, in other words. Colossians. Go to with me to the book of Colossians. I said, oh. I know this is a little bit different Father's Day. Uh, 
but we are tackling it from a different perspective. Few, you, we need to be the few that are chosen to do the. It says, few are, many are chosen, but few are called. We need to be what is going out there. Did I get that right? Okay, anyway, okay. Colossians 3, I'm sorry, let's go on. Colossians 3, okay, you found that, Colossians 3? Oh, this one's directed right at the dads. 21, verse 21, Colossians 3, 21. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Does it say it better in, in the Amplified? Father, do not provoke or irritate or fret your children. Do not be hard on them or harass them. Oh, wow. Lest they become discouraged and subtle and morose and feel in fear and frustrated. Do not break their spirit. Oh, boy. In other words, fathers, we need to give hope to our children. The goal of a good father is to rear their children who are not discouraged, but that he gives them hope instead of discouragement, gives them happiness instead of discouragement, gives them joy and confidence and courage in place of discouragement. Amen. That's a tall order. We need to be that type of man. Amen? Oh, well, let's go back all the way back to, uh, let's see, what, what have we got left? Old Testament, Joshua, Joshua 24, look what Joshua says, 24.15, the very last part of that verse. Joshua says, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's the goal of every father, every parent. Amen. This should be the father's theme for the family. This is what Joshua's theme for the family. Wow. As for me and my house, my children, my wife, we shall serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't bring discouragement. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 20 this time. And this is the last one. Proverbs chapter 20. Raise the flag. Raise the banner. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 20. Look at verse 7. The just man walks in his integrity. The just man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. From the Amplified, the righteous man walks in his integrity. Blessed, happy, fortunate, amiable are his children after him. Glory to God. The father's, the father's motive should be the children for the things of God. Amen? 
So fathers bear a special responsibility for the moral life of the family. Glory to God. So we, we need to thank the few good men who follow after the Lord's heart, being a trusted husband and father to lead the way. Now, the word dad. Everybody say dad. Okay, dad. Divine, uh, divine appropriated decision maker. I know we put the M in there, but... <laughs> divine appropriate decision maker. That's what a dad is. That's who you are. Well, that's what the, the parents are, okay? Glory to God. I hope you got something out of that. <laughs> 